Committee. Thankful for the opportunity to get to preach again this morning. I uh, love getting to preach. Uh, if you guys could pray for Rachel and I, we're going to be traveling to California this week uh, to visit family, and we'll be traveling with a two-month-old baby, so super excited, super happy for that opportunity. And uh, I'll also be getting to preach at my family's church back home as well for the Sunday school and Sunday morning service. So if you guys could pray for me there, that'd be awesome. And then uh, if you could turn to Judges chapter 6 with me today. Judges chapter 6. Now, I did have a very hard time writing a sermon this week. I was trying to think of something that God wanted me to preach, and I would come up with different ideas and different opportunities, and I'd be like, Lord, is this what you want me to preach? And I just couldn't get a piece about what the Lord had for me to preach, and struggling and praying. And then the Lord uh, gave me this message today. Uh, the title will be Accepting Your Purpose. And I feel like it's absolutely perfect for what we've been talking about today, what we've been going through. Uh, Pastor Yeoman's preaching about change this morning. Uh, Pastor Levi coming and making his announcement this morning. And exactly as we're going to be looking in Judges chapter 6 with Gideon is just hearing Levi's uh, testimony of their calling and accepting their purpose. He has gone through these exact same steps that Gideon went through that we'll be looking at today. Now, I love this theme of purpose, you know, made for more. But when we look at that theme, do we think of it just as a church theme? Just as an overall theme? Yeah, the purpose. The church is made for more. The church is going to do something great without realizing that we are the church and that God has a purpose and we're made for more. God has greater things that he has for us to do. Uh, let's look at Judges chapter 6 here. We're going to just read verses 11 and 12, but we're going to be going through most of the chapter here, but just to get started, in verse number 11, and there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Abizarite, and, this son, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord peered unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Let's pray and we'll uh, get into the verses this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you so much for a Sunday. Lord, thank you for a church that wants to worship and meet with you. Lord, thank you for change. Lord, thank you for wanting to grow us and use us and use your people to reach others and to reach out. Lord, thank you so much for people that are willing to listen to your word. Lord, please help us now as we look through the book of Judges and look at the life of Gideon. Lord, and look at the parallels that we can draw to our life today. Lord, thank you for making the Bible applicable, and thank you that it pertains to us today. And Lord, just please help us as we look through. In Jesus' name, amen. Now we can see here, after uh, the angel of the Lord talks to Gideon here, we look at verse number 13. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us unto the hands of the Midianites. Now we see in this first section, uh, my point number one is we ask. Whenever uh, we think about God's purpose or being made for more, and we think about accepting our purpose, the first thing that we always uh, tend to go to is asking questions. Uh, we see here that right after the angel of the Lord introduces himself and greets himself to Gideon, uh, Gideon immediately asks, you know, where has the Lord been? And sometimes we can ask that in our lives, and we can, all, we can forget, and you know, like Pastor Yeoman's talked about today, we went through the whole crucifixion and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, and it's crazy to me that I can question or that we can question God 
when he made the ultimate sacrifice for us. And we as humans, as people, can so easily forget all the blessings that God has given us on a daily basis. And when it comes to big things like this, we ask, you know, God, where have you been when he's been there the whole time? If we look back at verse number one of this chapter, it says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. It was their own fault that they were in this situation. God had delivered them multiple times, and they were in this situation because of themselves. He remembered God delivering them from Egypt, but he didn't think that that was possible in their own time. He was wondering where God had been. But even in the verses earlier, in verse number 8, God sends a prophet to come and speak to them, showing that he has obviously not forsaken them. He still hears their cries. He sends a prophet to come and talk to them, and Gideon still asks, Lord, why have you forsaken us? And then in the very next verse, verse uh, number 15 here, he said unto him, O Lord, where shall, uh, in verse number 14, and the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Now that doesn't sound like me to somebody who's forsaken somebody else. If God had forsaken them, he wouldn't have a plan for them. He wouldn't have raised somebody up to come and save them. And, and he's asking, you know, Lord, where were you when God's been there the whole time? God's been there in every moment of our lives. It would be good for us to look back and think about when we ask these questions, you know, what part of these questions can we answer ourselves by just looking back and looking in Scripture? God says that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. That's the answer right there to God, where have you been? He has been there the whole time. God doesn't change. It's us who changes. If we think about in the book of Matthew, chapter 14, where Peter's walking on the water and he's going out to Jesus, what changes in that situation when Peter starts to sink? Did Jesus kind of move backwards or move to the side or move out of sight of Peter? No, Peter took his gaze off of Jesus. Peter removed his sight from Jesus and started looking at the wind and waves around him. Jesus never stepped away from Peter. If anything, he moved closer to Peter to help him and save him when he was starting to fall. Peter could have asked Jesus, where are you? But it wasn't Jesus who moved, it was Peter who had moved and changed where he was looking. And many times in life, uh, we can forget to focus on Jesus and we can ask questions. And again, it's not bad to ask questions if you come with the right spirit to Jesus. It is okay to ask questions. The truth is not afraid to be questioned because it never has to change what it's saying. It never has to make up a new story. The truth will be the same every time. And that's why Jesus was able to just go, uh, keep going and show his will to Gideon because the truth hadn't changed. He had never left them. It was just his plan was moving forward now and he had revealed what he wanted him to do. Jesus had been there the whole time and was just waiting for the people to be ready and the right opportunity to speak to them. How about it today for us? Are we asking Jesus? Are we asking questions? Again, it's okay to ask questions. Uh, just like when we spend time in prayer and asking about certain situations, that's asking Jesus what he wants us to do next and what he wants us to do. He wants us to ask those questions. He wants us to be ready to be used by him and to think about those things. Um, if you think about in your life, we should be asking questions that only God knows and only God can answer. Do you have any questions like that in your life? Maybe some that you haven't shared with anybody else or prayers that you haven't shared with anybody else that only God can answer? I think back on, on my life and my call to ministry, and uh, God called me to ministry at a young age, and we had a missions conference at our church when I was about 15, 16 years old. And the pastor came, and 
said that they're looking for laborers in different countries and who'd be willing to be sent. And I felt the call of God on my life, but I wasn't sure. I knew he wanted me to be a pastor, but I wasn't sure exactly what he wanted me to do. So I prayed specifically. I said, Lord, if you want me to be a missionary, when I go forward to pray, have my youth pastor come and pray with me and be on my left side and put his right, right arm on my shoulder. Like I was, I was being super specific. I wanted a specific answer to prayer because this was a major step in my life. And I didn't tell anybody about this. This was a spur of the moment thing. My youth pastor, as far as I had known, had never gone up and prayed with anybody else. And as soon as I knelt down to pray and started praying, my youth pastor came up on my left side and put his right arm around me and said, hey, Glenn, what decision did you make today? What can I pray with you about? And I had to tell him I made a decision to be a missionary tonight. I don't think I ever even told him that I had prayed that he specifically would come up and pray with me. But do you have questions like that that you're asking? Uh, if we look at uh, the verses here in chapter 6, and uh, when he's called, verse 17, he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. And then if we uh, skip down to verse 21, that whole time that's just Gideon preparing his sacrifice that he's going to bring before the angel of the Lord. In verse 21, then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes, and there rose up fire out of the rock and consumed the uh, sacrifice. Now that's a specific answer to prayer. That's a sign, and that's exactly what Gideon asked for was a sign. And that's exactly what the Lord did for him right there. He didn't go and tell anybody else. He didn't go and have anybody else around. It was him and the Lord, and the Lord specifically gave him a sign and answered his prayer to show that the Lord wanted to use him. So not only do we need to ask specific questions, not only is it okay to ask questions, but I also want to look at today uh, accepting that. Ask and accept. Now, it's a whole different thing when you ask a question. I can ask somebody a question and they give me an answer and I don't believe it. That doesn't make it untrue or untrue. It just makes me, it's either I believe it or I don't. Now, when you ask Jesus a specific question or ask God a specific question and he brings the answer to you, are you willing to accept it? When it's time to move on or go to a new place or do ministry somewhere else or work somewhere else or when someone else is moving on and there's an opportunity for you to step in and take a spot and God, you asked and God is giving you an answer, will you accept it? We see here in uh, Judges chapter 6 in the very next verses, uh, verse number 25, and it came to pass that same night that the Lord said unto him, take thy father's young bullock and even the second bullock of the seven years and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath and cut down the grove that is by it and build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place. Now, when God told Gideon to do that, he could have very well said no. He could have said, Lord, you gave me a sign. I asked a question. You showed me what you wanted to do, but no way. This is way too hard for me. God didn't go ask him to throw down a random altar and cut down a random grove. This was his father's altar and grove. This wasn't somebody he didn't know. He had to throw down his own father's altar and grove. He had to be willing to accept God's leading in his life. Are you willing to accept that? If God is calling you, like Pastor said, there are a lot of holes that are going to need to be filled when Pastor uh, Levi goes and takes on his purpose for life that God has given him with Aloma. Will you be willing to accept when God sends you the answer to your question, Lord, how do you want to use me? Are you going to be willing to step in and accept that? 
or are you going to ignore it? You're asking specific questions and want God to show you signs. Are you going to throw them off as coincidence? Or are you going to take that as your answer to prayer that you specifically ask God for? It's so important to think about today that when God reveals things like this to us, that it's the action that he wants us to do. He's revealing it to you for a reason because you're the one that he wants to use to further uh, the gospel, to further the work of Christ. Uh, he wants to use these times to stretch and use us. So is there a call that you've been ignoring today? Did you think, oh, man, there's nowhere I can be used in the church? And then you heard that announcement today, and oh, now there's somewhere I can be used. God's like, okay, you don't think there's anywhere you can be used? Here's an opportunity, here's an opportunity. Will you accept that? And then finally, not only will you accept it, will you take action? Will you act? It's one thing to ask. And it's another thing to accept it. Again, going back to that same illustration, I can ask you a question, I can accept the truth, but if I'm not willing to act on it, has it really made a difference in my life? Do I just accept that it's a truth, a general truth for everyone? Is there a purpose made for more just generally for everybody? Or am I specifically made for more? Is there specifically a purpose for me that God has, a greater purpose that God has for me, and will I act upon it? And the next verses, in verse number 27 there, Then Gideon took ten of his servants, and did as the Lord had said unto him. And so it was, because he feared his father's household, and the men of the city, that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. You know, he may have been afraid, obviously was, the Bible tells us he was afraid, but he still did it. He still took action. He tore down the altar, he sacrificed with the wood, but he still took action, and he did what the Lord called him to do. Are you willing to do that no matter the opposition? As we look at the next verses, the men of the city come out, find out that it's him, and demand that he be put to death. They figure out that it was him and say, you know what? We're going to kill him. We know it's him. Bring him out to us. He go, they go to his father and say, bring him out to us so that we can kill him. But then his father answers and says, uh, let Baal speak for himself. Uh, verse 31, And Joash said unto all that stood against him, Will ye plead for, for Baal? Will ye save him? He that will plead for him, let him be put to death, whilst it is yet morning. If he be a god, let him plead for himself, because one hath cast down his altar. Again, that's a great reminder for us that there's only one God. There is only one true God. He cast down the altar of Baal, who was their God, who they were ready to kill for, but he didn't stand up for himself. He said, you know, if they're going to throw down his altar and it was the wrong thing to do, then let Baal take care of it himself. And it never happens that's because that's God's protection on his life. When you're willing to ask, accept your purpose, and step out and take action, God will protect you because it's God asking you to do the action. God will provide for you. God will take care of you if you're willing to step out and do what needs to be done. Now, we look at Gideon's life and we see him go through this process again. And the, at the end of the chapter here in verse 36, that's where we get the famous story that we talk about of the fleece. Uh, Gideon has prayed, he's asked questions, he's asked for a sign. He's accepted God's will and he's taken action. But God normally doesn't just require one thing of us. It'll be something else. It'll be something else that he wants done. Are we going to be a one-and-done type Christian and be like, okay, awesome, I did my purpose. I did the one thing that I was supposed to do, and I'm set for life. God's never going to ask anything else of me. But we see that that action that he took at the beginning was just one action 
that led toward his greater purpose that God had for him. And he had to ask again. Again, it's okay to ask again. It's okay to check in with God and make sure that you're doing the right thing. Make sure that that's the purpose that God has for you. Again, coming in the right spirit and asking the right questions in the right way. If we're coming in the wrong spirit and accusing God, then that is not how God works and that's not how God answers questions. We can see that Gideon is just wanting to know the will of God and he throws out the fleece. And again, we see a pattern that God answers his question. He does the fleece exactly how Gideon asked. The ground was wet and the fleece was dry and then the fleece was wet and the ground was dry. Exactly how he asked for it to be done. He asked a specific question in a specific way and God did it. And he accepted that again. He put together an army that the Lord told him to put together and he took action. At the end of the, uh, chapter 7, we see the great battle where he accepts his purpose, gets uh, 300 men together, and God puts to flight the armies of Midian, and they win the battle. So by looking at Gideon's life, we can see the steps we must take to accept our purpose. Uh, it's not an easy thing. There's going to be opposition. He had people wanting to kill him just with the first little action that led him to his greater purpose. And then in his greater purpose, he was fighting a whole army with just 300 people. But the great thing was in the in verses, if we go back to chapter 6 and look at verses, we'll look at verses 15 and 16 again. And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. In verse number 16, And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. God gave him the answer from the very beginning for his greater purpose, for his main purpose. I will be with thee. Answering his first question that he asked at the very beginning, Lord, where have you been? Where were you? He said, I will be with thee. The whole time I'll be with you. If you're willing to ask, if you're willing to look into my will for you, if you want to ask the questions, if you are willing to accept my answer to those questions, if you are willing to act, we have to be willing to act. So what step are you on today? We have our theme, purpose, made for more. Pastor's been preaching about it, going through the book of Acts, talking about the great men in Acts who are starting the early church. Uh, but are you asking God for your purpose? Are you looking specifically for your purpose, what you're supposed to be doing, what God has for your life? Have you made this theme personal, or is it just an overall church theme? Are you asking yourself today, God, what is your greater purpose for my life? Are you accepting it when it is shown to you? Maybe you've already asked. And maybe God has already shown you what he wants you to do. Maybe God wants you to be a missionary in the Antarctic with the Donnellys. There are laborers needed everywhere. And God is asking and searching and looking for people who are willing to go. Are you too afraid to ask today? Are you maybe afraid to go to the Antarctic? I'll be the first to admit that that's not my first thought for where I want to go and do ministry. You know, I want God to call me to Hawaii. You know, go work on the islands over there. You know, I want the perfect weather. I want everything worked out my way, but that's not how God works. God has a purpose for our life, and he has someone for that area, and it may be you. You know, it's worth asking, and that's why we ask and see what God's will is. 
You never know where God is going to lead you. God has a great purpose and a will for everybody's life. And you may think, oh, that's the most miserable place, but I'm sure if you were to talk to the Donnellys, there's nowhere they'd rather be. There's nowhere that they would rather be doing ministry. You could say, oh, isn't it cold? Doesn't matter. Oh, you guys don't see a whole lot of converts or anything out there. There's not a lot of people. Doesn't matter. It's God's greater purpose for their life. It's what they're supposed to be doing. They wouldn't be there for 34 years if God didn't have it for them to do, reaching those people. They have made an amazing impact up there, starting an starting a autonomous church up there. You know, where does God have for you? Is anywhere too insignificant for you? Or is anywhere too great for you? It doesn't always go the one way. You know, you might think, oh, I don't deserve to go to this place because I'm nothing special. And that's right, we're nothing special. We're, it's not about us. In the, in the Judges chapter 6 here, Jesus says, you know, I will be with thee and I will give you strength. And all of this is done through Jesus, through a man. But that is because God wanted to use him and had a specific purpose for his life. Not because, wow, Gideon's this amazing guy. He even says he's with one of the poorest families in Israel. He's hiding behind a wine press threshing wheat. Like he's not a rich and powerful man. It's not about our status here on earth because God doesn't think the way that we do. God looks at our hearts and knows exactly where he wants us to be. Are you willing to accept that? And then are you not only willing to accept that both ways, but are you willing to act upon it? Are you to the point where you've asked, you have accepted that will, but you're just afraid to take that last final step? You're afraid to take that last step because of what it might cause or what people might think of you or what you, how you think it might affect your life. Don't let that distract you. Don't let that take away from God's great will for you. Just like with Gideon here, if he would have said at the very beginning here, when God said that he had a job for him, you know what, I'm too poor. I'm just going to go back to threshing wheat, and I'm sure things will work out eventually. God will use somebody else. God doesn't have to use me, but God has a specific will for you. There are people that uh, everyone in here meets on a daily basis that I may never meet or see. There's people at work that you work with that I will never have the same influence on that you have the same influence on. And that's something to think about today. Is there somebody that you can reach that you have a relationship with that God has revealed to you that he wants you to talk to them and he's just waiting for you to act and take that step? Invite them to church. Share the gospel with them. Take them out to lunch. Act. We have to act to show the love of God. God didn't just come down and say, I had a plan to die on the cross for you, so now it's all good. God came down, he did an action, he loved us, he helped people while he was here, and he died on the cross for us. He had action, follow his words, and showed that he loved us. Who in your life that you know, or maybe that you haven't even met yet, needs you to show them the love of God? You may be the only Bible that someone ever reads. Someone may never pick up a Bible and read from it and read verses in it, but they're going to read your life. They're going to look at your life, and they're going to see if you're willing to act and show the love of Christ that you talk about or that you don't talk about. They're going to look and see if you have something that they need, if they need. And if they need Jesus, are you showing that love of Jesus to show them that they need Christ? Just something to think about today. Are you asking? Are you willing to accept? And are you acting out of love and out of respect and obedience to Jesus Christ?
Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you so much for your word and that we can look into it and see how you worked in different people's lives and how you have worked in the lives of people in the past and how you want to work in us today, Lord. And just please help us as we go through this week. Help us to think about, Lord, are we asking for your purpose? Lord, are we asking for your will in our lives and are we willing to accept when you show it? Lord, when you show us what you want us to do, are we willing to say, yes, Lord, I will do it? And not only speak it and say that we're willing to do it, but show that we're willing to do it, Lord, to action. Lord, once again, thank you for this time and thank you for the ability to act in obedience to you and to serve you in Jesus' name. Amen.